Hi, everybody. I'm George, and this is The Best Little Horror House in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest, at least. And today's guest is the first for Plutember, where we're celebrating December with the other members of We Heard About Pluto, the Psych Rewatch podcast that I am an additional host of. Today's guest is the primary host of We Heard About Pluto and Happy Hour with Regs. Mike Regan, a.k.a. Regs, is here. What's up, pal? Hey, what's up, George? Thanks for having me. Pluto, Pl- Plutomber? Pl- Plutember. 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 I love it. I yeah, love it. That's fun. I uh, was like, I feel like I got to have some kind of name, even if it's just the clumsiest portmanteau ever. <laughs> I love it. Plutember. It's going ca- to catch on like wildfire. I can tell from how much it's stuck in your memory. <laughs> in your memory. <laughs> Plutomber, I think I said it first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Maybe next week it will be called something different. Who knows? <laughs> I love it. JP's going to love it too. All right. I'm excited well, to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, truly my pleasure. Riggs, this is a genuinely, I don't know what the answer to this is. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your history with horror and what your relationship with it is like in general? Yeah, definitely. Not a huge, I mean, it, it, my relationship with horror films has escalated since I, I met my wife, my beautiful wife, uh, who was huge into horror movies. Prior to then, like early, I would, you know, I would see all the the classic ones, but I would never go out of my way to watch them. Like I remember as a kid watching, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Halloween, like the big ticket ones. Sure. But never really dug deep, really remained at a basic level. But since uh, since me and my wife got married or got together, I've, you know, watched a lot, a lot more horror movies. And then, the, you know, some of them are really good. They get a bad rap. You know, I always kind of it was never a genre I was super interested in, but over the past few years, it's been cool to watch some of the more, not necessarily low budget ones, but just, you know, off the radar ones. I've really, I've really enjoyed the genre, like that I'd say like the past five or six years. Yeah. Well, and now that we're hanging, yeah, I believe that you're going to start right. getting more. <laughs> Absolutely. This podcast has certainly helped. So the movie that we're talking about today picked a little bit of a goofy one. I'm curious about <laughs> if you are usually into horror comedies or if this just happens to be one that does it for you. If there's some kind of relationship that you had with this movie, I do like the horror comedies. A lot of them can be, you know, I I don't know. I can't really name too many of them, but the, I think the few ones that I have seen or that I would remember um, I've enjoyed. And this one is more of a, it scratches that nostalgic itch for me. Yeah. I was one of those things, you know, when I was a little kid, I I think this movie came out in 91. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, like four then but probably was watching it when i was around seven or eight or something and you know when you're a kid you watch the same thing like 50 million times without getting tired of it this was one of those things for me so hell yeah stuck in the back of the brain when you asked me i'm like i would just popped i wonder i wondered if you'd ever done this and you know it was a good excuse to watch it again hell yeah yeah. throwing it right back to childhood right yes i definitely know uh, the kind of thing you're talking about when i was younger i had to have three separate copies of the lion king because Mm. i wore out the tape in different sections (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly right mine was uh, roger rabbit was another big one there you go that's a good one too yeah wow we ran out the tapes (laughs) yeah Kids today will never know what it's like. They'll never know. You can't wear out uh, the digital file. Run out of ones and zeros. (laughs) Oh, my God. We never thought this would happen. We are out of zeros. We have a few ones left, but no zeros. Sure. Well, patrons can see that uh, you're currently existing in the matrix right now. So plenty of ones and zeros around you. You, You're stocking up. I'm flushed with them. I knew this was coming. (laughs) The, uh, the movie we're talking about today is Ernest Scared Stupid, uh, as you say, uh, came out in 1991 and uh, directed by John Cherry III, the third, very fancy name. Mm-hmm. And um, there's not a ton of production information about this movie for a couple of reasons. First off is just that it is a fairly low budget movie mm-hmm. that was the fourth in line <laughs> of a series <laughs> And, uh, you know, sometimes there's just not a lot of information about what's going on behind the scenes because they have it kind of just down to a science at that point. But also part of the reason is just because of the very interesting history of Ernest, the character Mm -hmm. and uh, right. His origins are not at all what I expected them Mm -hmm. to be. (laughs) 
but before we get to that, I'm curious. So this movie is one that you watched over and over again. Right. What is, do you watch the other Ernest movies? This is, this is the only Ernest movie I've seen. I tried watching the very first one as well. The something gloom, gloom beam or something like that. Dr. Something in the gloom beam, Dr. Otto, maybe. And um, I, that one wasn't clicking for me anywhere near as much as this one did. This one I enjoy a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I should go back and watch the other Ernest movies, or if that's uh, just going to tarnish the gleam on this one. <laughs> I don't know. To get to, I've never seen. This is the only Ernest movie I've seen as well. Wow. I think I'm a little. We're on the because, like I said, this one came out when I was four, so. Yeah. They may be a little, I may have been a little too young to to appreciate the Ernest character. Right. But I think this one too has that hollow, you know, it's a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. So there's not a, a bunch of them to watch mm-hmm. as a kid. And this was a kid friendly one. So I can't remember the first time I ever seen this too. I don't know if it was on TV because I can't imagine I was watching it when I was four, but I feel like six, seven. Sure. You know, that was probably this would good. be very scary as a four year old. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it might even be scary as a six or a seven year old. Yeah. <laughs> I remember parts of it were really scary. Like the, yeah. uh, well, I mean, we'll get into it, but yeah, it's yeah. still definitely, as an adult. Definitely. I was, I was scared out of my way. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that was going to be my surprise uh, when we got to it is that <laughs> I was still very frightened of this movie, but, uh, <laughs> damn, I blew it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, our story begins in Nashville, 1980. Ad agency Cardin and Cherry developed the Ernest character to function as a salesperson for local clients, although it did eventually include some national brands too. And Ernest himself, played with a plum by Jim Varney, a local stand-up at the time, was based on a man who used to work for John Cherry's father, who, quote, thought that he knew everything, but didn't know anything. <laughs> we all know a guy like that. That's really that's that's something that he was really trying to tap into, too, is that. Everybody knows an Ernest, yes. whether he's related to you or lives on your block or something. You all know someone who thinks they know everything and don't actually know Jack Diddley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, a few people. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ask if I'm one, <laughs> but um, the first Ernest ad was for an appearance by the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders at a Kentucky theme park. And uh, Jim Varney had already done a commercial for Cherry as Sergeant Glory, fun name, but the theme park was in such disrepair that they didn't want to actually show it. And they figured that this fast talking direct to camera approach would help them avoid doing that. And it did. And it became a huge hit and launched a fairly unique entity, which is a mascot without like a corporate home. This is such a fascinating thing to me, especially yeah. as someone who used to, well, I guess I'd still technically work in advertising, but not the, not the way that I used to. <laughs> and so it's very interesting to me to have this kind of like floating mascot right. who's just like, hey, this week I like Jim Bob's Chevys. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Okay, Ernest. Yeah, a freelance mascot. Yeah, it's. It's interesting. It's unique. It's a, it's unlike any other trajectory any other character's been through, I think. Starting as a commercial mascot, then moving on to movies. I don't, know. I don't know. Seems like there might be something. We're getting a Count Chocula <laughs> movie, I think, aren't we? Oh, that's right. Ernest and <laughs> Count Chocula. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that is storied history right there. What uh, company that is. Right, yeah. exactly. Rarified air. I also think that it's interesting that he's supposed to like kind of be annoying. Yeah. (laughs) This is something that is kind of a a interesting approach of creating this like purposely abrasive character who is so self-assured that you kind of just can't help but like him anyway. This, the, the confidence with which he just kind of floats through life, even in the commercials, I went back Mm -hmm. and I watched a handful of these older commercials. Oh, wow. And you know, he's talking to Vern and, Vern is like Vern. pushing him off the roof. Like he like went up on a ladder and Vern pushed him off. And I said, Vern, Vern, you can't be doing that. Vern. <laughs> what are you doing, Vern? You know what I mean? That's what he says all the time. <laughs> but yeah, so I just thought that it was a really interesting uh, origin story for uh, for old Ernest P. Worrell. Ernest P. Worrell. Yeah, it lent it, lent it the, you know, 
I'm at four movies. I think at least four movies. It's like eight movies. It was like four for Touchstone. We'll talk about it. But yeah, yeah, it's like four for Touchstone and then like four more independent ones or something like that. Totally overachieving. Yeah, for sure. Um, And when I say that these commercials were a huge hit, I really, I really mean it. It's like estimated right. that he did as many as th- six thousand local commercials. Oh my god! Yeah, and he had a twenty thousand member strong fan club before his first movie. That's at a insane. time, right? That is insane, and it's at a time when fan clubs wasn't just like right. hitting like on a Facebook page. Like you had to really be invested in a fan mm-hmm. club. You had to be dedicated. Yeah, it was exactly. There was it's way different back then. That's nuts. Right. Twenty thousand people. Right. That's like if you and I started a zine dedicated to the Six Flags dancing guy. <laughs> well, that was the that was my big announcement for the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> the zines are coming back. The zines are coming back, folks. <laughs> now, this popularity became a bit of a blessing and a curse for Jim who did ultimately have greater ambitions for his acting than Ernest. In particular, he mentions a couple times being into Hamlet. I watched a, a news story as well, where they were talking about the, the way that Jim Varney feels about Ernest. And he talks about how he likes Hamlet, but he didn't, he doesn't talk about it too much because he feels like the cliche of the depressed clown. Like, Oh doctor, I am Ernest Liachi. <laughs> But the audience grew and the commercials went nationwide. And and so he was like, well, it's hard to be like, oh, this success sucks, even though he felt a little trapped by it. You know, he said, well, uh, this was an interesting quote from him, I thought, where he said it's uh, as hard to escape as it is to break into. That is interesting. Yeah. And he was just almost immediately typecast as earnest. Like couldn't do anything else. Right. And suddenly Disney came a knocking. Yep. The house they always do. They always do. (laughs) Now they wanted to produce a bunch of movies under the Touchstone production arm, and for a while it worked. The movies got roasted by critics, but they were financial successes, especially considering how cheaply they were made. And this was the case for Ernest Scared Stupid as well, the fourth and final Touchstone Ernest movie. Uh, even though it was still a profitable movie, making $14 million on its $9.5 million budget, Disney decided it wasn't enough, and they pulled the plug, although it, like I said, did continue independently for another handful before ultimately uh, there was one direct-to-video one, yeah. I believe, that uh, they were just like, all right, we're done with this now. Yeah, we're putting it out to pasture. That's when it hits the direct-to-video. That's, that's the, the final straw. Right. And reception for this one, like I said, was was bad. Best Little Horror House in, in Philly villain, Roger Ebert, making his reappearance on the show. He hated it. I watched their discussion, though. I watched uh, him and Siskel talk about it, and it was only two minutes because they really got right to the point. Wow. Uh, and Siskel was even harsher on it this time. It's insane so was, to me. It's a kid's yeah, movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and they were like, look, maybe if I was seven, I would like it. But at 45, I found it boring. And it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> of course you did. Siskel. <laughs> He's look, you're on thin ice, Sisk. Uh, you're on watch. <laughs> uh, but we're here to set the record straight. And this is indeed the best horror movie ever made. It certainly is. It certainly is the best horror movie ever made. It's and a kid's movie as well you know so for if you're watching it when you're you first watch it when you are a kid it's it's hands down it's scary it's got everything sure sure i this is this is exactly the kind of thing where not to put the cart before the horse here but i talked about it with the paranorman episode as well which is also a kid's movie where there is an element of accessibility being part of the best where if it's not something that everyone can get into Mm -hmm. i can easily fathom an argument where people say there is no way that martyrs could be the best horror movie ever made because people can't make it through it like it's so abrasive of a movie that if people can't sit through it to get the message then it's might be a failure of the message right this is obviously not trying to communicate a message but i do (laughs) think that the idea, well, maybe it's even thrown a little bit of messaging in there for kids. It's a little message, you a little know, weird, for kids. Yeah, for kids. 
But I think what I'm basically what I'm trying to say is that the fact that this is a kids movie means that it, it more people can come to it and and partake in the experience. So I, I think that 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 um, this is there's a little bit of of joking around in tongue in cheek when I when we're talking about this as the best. But I do genuinely believe that for for the right audience that this genuinely is. I yeah, I agree, and I'm I'm curious because I wasn't. Uh you know, aware enough back then when it came out, but like how this movie was marketed, if it was marketed as a kid's movie Mm, or just happens to be a kid's movie and like, and how earnest was how the earnest movies were supposed to be, were they supposed to be like for kids or cause like the slapstick kind of like, right. The Bowery boys style. Yeah. They got a lot of comparisons to that. My, my Mm -hmm. impression is that it was aimed at kids, but that he did have it like adult fans. I think Touchstone is aimed a little older, usually. Right. Um, kind of like the young adult kind of stuff. But um, I don't know. Maybe that's what they were aiming for. It was like kind of kind of teens who might still or young adults who might still like that slapstick. I don't know. Well, it reached its target audience in me <laughs> when I when I watched it, which is why I, I did the best one ever made. There you go. There you go. Need you well, say you more. Right. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back to the show. Whoa. An ad. Don't freak out. Just wanted to let everybody know about the cool posters we now have for the best little horror house in Philly. A horror house party, and everyone was invited. Friend of the pod and incredible artist A.T. Pratt, who you may remember from the Eraserhead or You Are a Shark episodes, put together an amazing poster with at least one reference to every movie we've covered as the best on this podcast. You can check them out at littlehorrorphl.com forward slash shop, but also... Patrons can get a 15% off coupon, which is basically the cost of the month of Patreon. So, you know, that's an option, too. Uh, I think the posters are rad as hell. Check them out. See how many you can name. And now, back to the show. To get into the actual movie, Mm -hmm. great intro. Oh, It's just Jim Varney making silly faces and reacting to public domain horror with a (laughs) banger theme song playing. I could watch a whole movie of just that. I thought the when I was watching this, I'm like, man, this is a really long intro, but I really (laughs) I did really enjoy it. The song is awesome. Took me right back. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, finally, the credits do run out and a girl runs in (laughs) with the notation of Missouri long ago. A troll is chasing her next in line of several children that he transformed to feed on their energy, but he gets trapped by the townsfolk, including Phineas Worrell, a village elder who looks suspiciously like Jim Varney. (laughs) As they seal the troll under the oak tree, the troll curses Phineas, saying that he'll get out with the help of one of his bloodline and victory will be his. And there's a secondary part of this curse, which Mm -hmm. which I'll touch on briefly, but it turns out that this is a story being told by a little girl giving a report on the history of the town. Definitely not bull because she read it in a book. It's in a book. That's all it takes. (laughs) Um, And she continues on when uh, prompted by the teacher to say that the curse also made Phineas's descendants get dumber and dumber. Which then, of course, prompts the garbage truck zooming around outside and the cut to our main man, Ernie P. Worrell himself. Ernie. Ern. It's a very specific curse. Yeah. Like there's a lot involved. There's a lot of layers to this curse, which makes it pretty fun. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny premise so far. I agree. I also think that it's fun to like have this explanation. Like, right. There, uh, there's on some level, I can just be like, well, he's just a dumbass. I get it. But to like, uh, for them to be like, look, okay, it was actually a curse. And that's why he's so fucking stupid. (laughs) Okay, great. I'm in. Yeah. You feel bad for him now. Yeah. (laughs) Ernest is, like I said, he's a sanitation engineer. But more than that, he's a man of destiny, a ruler of refuse, a man who has taken dominion over his environment, a brilliant innovator in the fertile field of recycling. The czar of jars, the baron of bottles, the duke of dust. He's also got a great dog named Rimshot. Rimshot. Great name for a dog, too. Definitely. Uh, Rimshot played by Barkley, who was uh, got his start in Ernest Goes to Jail, but did pick up five non-Ernest credits as well. Wow. Good for you, Barkley. Yeah, that's great. You have a whole IMDb page. That's the rules. Yeah. Look, I always love to give credit to the animal actors when I'm able. Oh, and so Barkley, take your place among the stars. 
Ernest gets trapped in the back of his truck and crushed into a block of trash, which is funny that like there's an extended sequence of him like trying to get out. Mm -hmm. And then like the dog, maybe like, oh, is the dog going to get him out? And then the kids show up and you're like, oh, the kids are going to get him out. And then he just still is like crushed into the garbage. Yeah, it still didn't work out. (laughs) And just that in that scene, pretty it's, it's already pretty scary scene. He's trapped. He's going to get crushed. Like he as sacrifices a, a baby. Right. And but still the the professional that Jim Varney is as Ernest has time for a little bit before he's almost about to get crushed to death. And so true. Does a little bit with the towel and then puts, <laughs> pretty dark. It's yeah. pretty dark and pretty funny. Yeah. And uh, the, the people who release him are the girl who was giving the report and her friend. Their names are Elizabeth and Joey. Mm hmm. Now, Ernest is supposed to be cleaning up the Hackmore place, but the Hackmore place is scary. So he doesn't want to do that. Spooky. Yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of like metal art and stuff in the yard. (laughs) And when he knocks, he immediately turns to leave, but not before Eartha Kitt can emerge as old lady Hackmore. Absolutely incredible. Eartha Kitt, unparalleled. Mm -hmm. What What a friggin' career. You might know her as the singer of Santa Baby. You might know her as Catwoman. You might know her as friggin' Yzma from Emperor's New Groove. But she's also Old Lady Hackmore. Old Lady Hackmore. Killing it. Killing the game in this. Crushes it. Fun costume. Fun voice she's doing. It's kind of like a proto Yzma voice that she's doing here. <laughs> I love like the the steampunk aesthetic mm-hmm. to, to her little getup and her place. It's not like anything I, from like a... It's not what I was expecting. So I forgot. I forgot a lot about this movie because it's been you know, several years, probably about twenty-five years since I've seen <laughs> it. And yeah, I was not not the typical like crazy old lady get up. Yeah, so, and movie. she's she's more lucid than right. you might expect. And yeah. she's she's like, there's, there's no trash here. It's just expressions of the soul. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and sh- she realizes who he is and mm-hmm. starts screaming about the curse. And so he says that he'll come back. Seems like everyone in town knows who he is too, which is also pretty interesting. Just being that he's it's a small enough town where there's, he's the only garbage man. I assume. Yeah. Yes. Hurricane Ernest flying Hurricane. through. That's right. Now, Kenny and Elizabeth are in the haunted house that they constructed along with their pal, Joey, when the school bullies who also happen to be the mayor's sons, and uh, the possessor of a sick mullet. Oh my god, that mullet! <laughs> that party in the back—it's unparalleled. <laughs> He's partying all over the place. Let's oh, be real. A lot of business up top, but <laughs> yeah, that party in the back is just very it's, it's high. <laughs> oh my god, crazy! It's just a wonderful haircut. It's great so funny. casting. Great casting. So funny. <laughs> and um, he the, he and his brother demolished this this haunted house. I guess whether yeah. it's um okay, it's a haunted house. Sure, kids or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say. Kenny goes to talk to Ernest. There is some brown face in this scene. Not great, unfortunate, no. but uh, it's in there. Uh, it moves passed it pretty quick thankfully but uh yeah just don't uh don't do that next time yeah comedians <laughs> if they ever remake this movie that part needs to definitely be cut sure but basically the moral of the story was that they should make a treehouse instead yes and uh, so with the help of Ernest, they find a tree to make sure that they have the high ground if the bullies come back but Ernest, in his wisdom picks the exact tree the friggin troll is buried under Real quick, the, during that exchange, though, the Ottoman Empire and uh, what was it, Botswana? Like, um, well, yeah, maybe Botswanians. Uh, it was just the whole exchange. It, it, it was just very strange to me <laughs> and kind of insane that it, the whole. It, I don't know. It's just very funny. I really enjoyed. What was it? Was it Botswana? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Ottoman Empire and Botswana. That's the kind of. Like how, you know, that's the kind of thing that's makes me think like, oh, that's, I guess that's for the adults, Yeah, but it's, it, it's another thing that lasted for a few minutes where he kept, it's not like he just referenced it once. It was the right. whole thing. Right. Yeah. He's, he's jumping around between like six different characters yeah. in this. Um, and all of them are doing jokes that I think are like just for adults. Mm-hmm. Now they, 
I, well, I thought that it was very funny that Ernest is like, oh, like the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. A treehouse begins with a single nail. And then he immediately misses when he swings <laughs> the first time. So funny. So and funny. they do not talk about it. He just keeps swinging. <laughs> but it was just a very funny bit that I noticed. A bird also shits in his eyes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> And old lady Hackmore senses this disturbance and mm-hmm. she comes by and she's pissed. She's pissed when she sees the tree house. Mm-hmm. She tells them to flee this evil ground. That's Get out of here. Good warning. Yeah. And I guess this is her property still is the implication that I understood. That's what they seem to be worried about. But they're just like, I mean, classic earnest. Right. You know, kind of being he might a little just bit be of a, dumb. Yeah. He's just. Being a little bit of a dumbass here yeah. where he's misunderstanding the, the warning. Right. And he goes after her to apologize, which is when the bullies emerge, having tracked them down. So really persistent bullies. <laughs> yeah. Don't you have other kids to bully? They're like, we fucking right. hated that report you did earlier. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerd. You got to groom my mullet. Gotta- <laughs> <laughs> the kids do fend off the bullies, though, thanks to a pizza flinger and a dog food launcher. That Insane. leaves these kids messily stomping away. Real great weapons. Of course, we all wish we had a pizza that flinger. Me, that makes me think that, like, oh, kids wrote this. <laughs> like, there was a child director for, yeah. for like, flinging whole pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like a normal pizza, too. I think. Right. They were just like, throw the pepper, the sausage and pepperoni one. And it's like, she's just carrying a whole cooked pizza. Yeah. No box. Right, just in and, case, just in multiple case of them. the yeah. police show up. <laughs> <laughs> they cooked multiple pizzas for this. Well, maybe they were going to have a pizza party to celebrate the the home warming, house warming, even tree home warming, tree home warm, tree house, tree house warming, warming. Yes, tree house warming. That's called a fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's called an uncontrolled fire. Right, only you can prevent tree house warming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But the bullies messily stomp away and the trio celebrates with a triple high five. Well executed. How many takes do you think that that took for them to execute that triple high five so perfectly? More than one, for sure. Absolutely. I'm My my estimate is probably more like 15. Yeah. They, yeah. they kept <laughs> It's hard to execute in real yeah. life. Yeah, for sure. It's hard. And if you're just a little punk kid mm-hmm. and you're just like i'm gonna be in the movies me and Ernest are gonna be big stars it's impossible to execute that one they, they did interview they did interview that one kid and he was like saying like talking like that and said that yeah so like, you know <laughs> he was weed. like oh, the biggest time that we had to spend was practicing the triple high five why is he talking like that? It's like, <laughs> golly gee whiz, mister. It's like it's 1991. It's like <laughs> That's another thing, too, is uh, they make a lot of John Wayne references like the yeah. kids do. Is that, like, was was that? I Like, again, I don't know. But was like, I feel like that's even John Wayne's like he's old for 1991. I don't know, though. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like eight-year-olds were eight-year-olds making wonder, John Wayne references. Right. That one, the kid goes like, no need to thank me. Right. Lady, just typical hero business. And it's <laughs> like, who's, who taught you that? Right. Like, <laughs> where did you hear that from? Enough to like make it a reference. Yeah. <laughs> to use it correctly in context. Right. Not around your parents to like try to seem cool or something. <laughs> like you get their stuff. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, they cut away after that. But what we missed is the girl being like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, it's I, mean, I have no reference point for that. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? What, the, <laughs> what is lady? this voice you're doing? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, it, was a, it, was a, it was a crazy deleted scene. Yeah, it was a good one, though. I like it. It was good. The deleted scenes are not <laughs> a lot of swearing. Yeah, it was it was strange, strange special features. But <laughs> Ernest returns to the treehouse and he tells them about what old lady Hackmore said to him. And I like that he stays mocking, mm-hmm. but the kids get more and more scared as he tells the story. That was uh, very fun, I yeah. thought. And uh, he ultimately revives the troll as promised. He doesn't take it seriously at all. Nope. Which you'd expect, considering the this prophecy is. Mm appears to be true sure where the descendant is very dumb so right yeah it's all coming together it is i just realized that's a line from the emperor's new proof oh shit 
Wow. It's all, that's all coming together. And the kids all run away as a storm kicks up, leaving just Ernest and Rimshot and Trantor. 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 Let's talk about Trantor. Oh, my God. Now, Crazy scary. <laughs> terrifying. Disgusting. First off, two noses. Yeah. Gross. We can smell a lot. A lot. Smell a lot. I mean, we don't have to, you know, the, some stuff isn't talked about till later, but just appearance wise, mm. disgusting. Disgusting. Very, like, for one of the, maybe the be- best, the best representation, I would say, of a troll mm. on in cinema or in pop culture. Wow. Like, just based on, it's like, even as an adult, I remember watching as a kid, I'm like, oh God, this guy's, this guy sucks. He's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. Or, I mean, he's bad in that he's good. Right. He's, bad, he's good in that he's bad. Yes. And I mean, he's just got boogers and slime. Yeah. Huge. Ugh. Like the teeth are like weirdly huge. Right. Meaty hands. Mm-hmm. Just huge head on a tiny body. Yeah. It's really not proportioned correctly. It's it's yeah. It's upsetting. It's an upsetting costume. Get me, get me away from him. Right. And Trantor does leave Ernest alone. Uh, but not until he accidentally kicks a bunch of milk at him in his cowering. Yeah, like why is all this milk just being wasted too? You know, like in this scene, like there's just all this leftover milk in this garbage that is. That was kicked. that was the next ammo for their for their pizza flinger. I guess so. Yeah, too. Pizza, pizza, <laughs> scaring bullies away. You know? Sure, sure. I know we already talked about it. Sorry. <laughs> it's insane though. It is. <laughs> they would just be like, "Oh, yummy! Give me the pizza." <laughs> The trio goes their separate ways because they didn't see the troll. But when Joey falls into a mud pit, he sure does see Trantor, who grabs him and right. turns him into a wooden doll. And we now know another power of this troll where he can mimic voices. Fucked up. He only uses it for like fucking with people, too. Totally. <laughs> and he knows exactly, like, we were learning how devious this troll really is. Mm-hmm. Kind of dark. It's kind of right. dark for a kid's movie. He like immediately knows everyone's names mm-hmm. there are dynamics that they all have together <laughs> right the yeah exactly the fact that he joey would be would know who ernest is like he knows all this shit it's right. crazy right Powerful. now ernest is panicked and mm-hmm. heads for kenny's dad sheriff cliff binder oh the sheriff does not believe him obviously it's kind of an outlandish story you can admit yeah <laughs> understand especially coming from Ernest. sure although kenny is worried too and i really liked this bit here where Ernest keeps talking after they shut the door in his face <laughs> yeah it's just out there for like a minute talking <laughs> still <sighs> so funny movie. always yeah always has time for a bit that's right now trantor starts growing some troll seeds while Ernest goes to tell hackmore She's unsurprised and pulls out the book with the prophecy. Mm-hmm. It says, from the innocence of five, an evil army shall arise when blossoms shower down like rain. My dark kingdom will come again. There is one who can stop me if he will dare with the heart of a child and a mother's care. And this is right next to a picture of a cow with glow lines. <laughs> it's very funny to me how yeah. hard they're laying the groundwork for the milk stuff. Like we already, I understand it's aimed at kids. So you need right. to like beat them over the head with it, but like him kicking the milk away and yeah. this picture of the cow here, the chocolate funny. milk in the, in the convenience store or whatever. Right. Yeah. right. But also I did think it was interesting that Ernest literally asks, are there any more pictures in the book when, cause she shows him the picture of Trantor and he goes, mm-hmm. that's the guy. And then they never actually look at this picture of the cow, but Ernest literally goes, are there any more pictures? And Hackmore ignores him. But if they had looked at that picture, it would have made it very obvious right. that it was milk and it could have saved them a lot of time. So a lot of time. the real moral of this movie is uh, listen to your village idiots <laughs> and, and turn, turn to milk for a right. solution. Sure. Always look at the pictures in a book. Yes. That's the real lesson. The best part of the book. Yes comic books that's the best of both worlds totally (laughs) she declares him to be the great redneck hope the lone troll fighter he takes this responsibility on his shoulders and he runs through the town screaming about the troll he 
stocks up on anti-troll supplies. Oh my God, this scene. This scene is just delightful, but I also yes. did a little math here. He <laughs> purchases $1,749.98 yeah. worth of anti-troll supplies. Right. Plus tax. It's like, what kind of money does this guy have, first of all? Like, and doesn't bat an eye at the total. Right. Yeah. Doesn't bat an eye. Well, I mean, it's extreme times called right. extreme measures, I exactly. guess. Exactly. He'll pay anything. Right. Now, in 1991, Missouri, there was a 3% sales tax, which means that this purchase was actually $1,802.48, which in today's valuation is more like $3,660.40. Jesus Christ. Now, I also looked up the stats and found that the average salary for a garbage collector in Missouri is about $31,560 per year. Which means that he spent a full 12% of his year's earnings on this one trip for anti-troll equipment. That's insane. That's <laughs> that wow. is quite the breakdown. And I guarantee the writers of this movie, probably kids, like we've talked about, <laughs> did not do that kind of math. Well, at the time they didn't have to do all the conversions and stuff. They just went, This is this That's is what true. money it's is a, worth. It's a, a time of war, clearly, in this town. <laughs> right. I also uh, said, will say that this math is um, kind of skewed because they did overcharge him on the chalk, which they he lifts it with one hand and then goes 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> the Tulip Brothers. That's the guys that are the, yeah. the run in the store. Great yeah. names. Another, one, another, of them, one of them doesn't talk. Classic Penn yeah. and Teller bit. Penn and Teller bit. Yeah. It's around the same time. That makes sense. Sure. Now, the kids find the doll, but mm-hmm. run away when they hear the troll. And he does chase, but they get into old lady Hackmore's place and he gets distracted by a kid rolling by on a skateboard. They always said that it was dangerous. Didn't Mm -hmm. realize it was because trolls would find you. (laughs) That was really like, especially in because when he when he gets that one kid, it's in broad daylight. It really is. Nothing is safe. You know, you're you're just skateboarding along your street, get nabbed by a a disgusting ass troll. There's no hiding from Trantor. No, there's no hiding from Trantor. They set up a troll motel trap and Ernest drives around <laughs> looking for the troll while Kenny says he's going to grab his dad and meet Ernest at the tree. Elizabeth is being forced to go to the town Halloween party by her hella rude mom. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, there's no fucking monsters. You're acting like a baby, you baby. <laughs> Little. Yeah. Really unsupportive parents. Yeah. But. Elizabeth does get away with not having to go because a troll Trantor sneaks into her house and freaking makes her a doll too. Yeah. This scene, great jump scare. Oh my God. Perhaps the scariest scene of the movie yeah. where she like, look, but again, too, like how, first of all, how do you not feel the troll in your, like this giant ass troll magic, in your troll bed? magic, troll magic, I guess troll magic. This troll is very powerful, so I'll, I'll, I'll let this one slide. But that is, it was, but that was great jump scare. Right. It's, that's the, the old classic Michael Myers trick. He's, mm-hmm. been, he's been studying up. Yeah. <laughs> he knows his history. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kenny gets scared by the bullies again, this time wearing troll masks. Mm. They run off when they see his mom, though. And Kenny goes off looking for his dad. And the troll gets one more of his friends. And again, I really like the troll mocking Kenny with Elizabeth's yeah. voice. Like that's it's fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's super <laughs> fucked up. And he watches him turn another kid. Like, you know, you're not going to get away. Like scary as shit. Trantor really, he makes a meal of this. He does. He does. Yeah. It's kind of a ham. He's <laughs> got a flair for the dramatic and you got to respect it. 100%. He gets scared off by a milk truck, though, and Kenny makes his way to the police station finally to talk to his dad, who is also getting yelled at by the parents of the missing kids, plus a guy who is mad Ernest isn't picking up his trash. <laughs> That's I a know funny the trash guy. guy like, yeah. And what kind of crazy ass town is this where the trash is picked up every day, too? Right. You yeah. said it's not picked up for two days. Like, my house is day. overflowing with trash. <laughs> like, like, dude, relax. <laughs> In two days. He also uh, this is obviously for the bit, but this guy right. interrupts like three people being like, my kids are missing. <laughs> He's like, I'm so angry about this garbage. <laughs> That's it's and it's funny, too, because like leaving this scene, there's not more of a town wide panic. 
Like yeah. things just seem to go back to normal, even right. though several people's kids are missing. Right. They just go, <laughs> they go, why aren't you doing anything? And he goes, we are doing something. And they go, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Just want to make sure. <laughs> right. We'll go to the Halloween party then. <laughs> oh, everything's good. Thank God. <laughs> this one sheriff is on it. Perfect. Oh, sheriff sucks too. He does. Now, the signals for the troll motel start going wild, and Ernest is psyched. He goes back over to check it out, and he brings it to Kenny's dad, who draws his gun, ready to blow away this troll. <laughs> it's just crazy to me. Like, this guy's... A... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's just that's, it's, that's nuts. It's wild, and yeah. he they open it up, and it's funny because also the mayor is like, my sons are missing. Yeah, uh, he's He just came in to say that, and then they, he's like, well, look at look at the troll mayor. Won't that distract you from your missing children? <laughs> <laughs> and the mayor goes, I suppose so. And so they open it up and uh, who stumbles out but the two bullies crying mm. in their troll stoom saying, please, daddy, Ernest is so mean. He trapped us. They say heads will roll, won't they, daddy? Is literally the quote. Wow. Yeah. I missed that part. I missed that line. That's yeah. classic mayor's kids, you sure. know. Couple sure. of couple of jackasses, stinkers, the right. lot of them, <laughs> real stinkers. <laughs> it's an unfortunate turn of events for Ernest, who loses his job. Fortunate turn of events for me, though, who hates these little kids. <laughs> yeah, it's good stock. <laughs> yeah, so it's fun for them to get stuck in the trash compactor. Now, Rimshot gets Ernest out of his depression, who is determined to still stop the troll. Meanwhile, old lady Hackmore is putting four wood dolls that look a lot like the trolls into a bag. The results of his last attempt. And uh, this is kind of the implication here is that she is the like little girl at the beginning who is like, like comforted by, by her mother. Who's like, we'll, we'll get them back. Yeah. Don't worry. And it's, it's like, like, is this supposed to be only Hackmore like 200 years ago? They never Very yet. Old lady Hackmore. They never draw like because, yeah, it seems like the, the the flashback, like the first thing you see happened like so long ago that nobody in the current movie would be alive. Like it would yeah. just be something passed down. But it was yeah, like think, several generations for right. this family. Yeah, that's what was implied. It said at first, but it, it does seem like that. It's, they're, they're, they don't ever uh, I don't think officially say it, but that's got to be it. Right. Right. I think that Lady Hackmore. Well, she talks also, first of all, she has this prophecy here. Right. But then also she's like, I could handle a vampire or a werewolf or even a zombie. And so maybe she's a witch and she has preternaturally long life. That could be it, too. They never wow. call attention. So she should get her own. They should have done uh, right. Lady, Lady Hackmore movie. Lady Hackmore scared stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? Where's that? Touchstone. Come on, Come on Disney. Get right. on the horn. Touchstone. Make National Treasure 3. Yes. And then Earth. Old Lady Hackmore. Oh, scared stupid. Scared stupid. Starring Eartha Kit. Right. Dead. Long dead. Long dead, but. Bring her back. Bring her back. Hologram. They do that with Tupac. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. It'll be so tasteful. So tasteful. Oh, A perfect way to honor her. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet the uh, Kit estate would be just delighted by this. Thrilled. So uh, great. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Ernest is he's attacked by the troll mm -hmm. uh, in his truck who wants him to pay for the sins of your forefathers. To this point, I've been trying pretty hard to not just like repeat jokes, but I have to just repeat this one because it is so funny when he says, I don't have forefathers. I only had one and I didn't great. know him that well. <laughs> so good. Very, very funny. line. So good. He climbs out while Rimshot drives the car. Also very funny. Unbelievable, too. Like, who doesn't make any sense? But I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Sure. Good. Great job, Barkley. Yeah, great job. <laughs> Crushing it. Yeah. And he finally knocks the troll off the back by throwing a rope at him. But the troll also grabs the rope, pulling the truck back. Insane. Yes. That I will say that's also... A fun, a fun moment that genuinely kind of took me by surprise where yeah. I was like expecting this to just be like another quick encounter and then they rush away again. But when all of a sudden the car stops and right. I was like, oh, we're not quite done here. The troll is like we see in this um, in this scene, like crazy powerful. Yeah. Like, doesn't he have this huge knife, too? 
Yes. In this, like, where does he get that from? Like, that's just cutting through the roof of a pulled a it truck? out. His troll butt. Yeah, I guess and so. He starts stabbing through the ceiling, and it's at this moment that, through encouragement from from Ernest, that Rimshot puts the truck in reverse. Mm-hmm. So not only can he drive, he can also understand and comprehend English. English, yeah. The wonder dog. Sure. And they drive right over the troll. Like this is this whole sequence is just mm-hmm. very funny to me. I yeah. think it's really a great kind of uh, path that this that this truck ride takes. It's a good fight scene. Yeah, good fight scene. Yeah. And uh, the troll has vanished. That's scary. Yeah, they go to. He's like, he should be an oil stain on the road by now. It's like, oh, <laughs> nowhere <laughs> to be found. Nowhere to be found until he jumps back onto the truck. Shit. Can't and uses it. like some sort of like frost breath, right? Or what sure. is that? Like he's got another power. Who even knows, man? Yeah. Troll magic. It's just he's way overpowered. It's crazy. Yeah, he is. And uh, Ernest gets trapped in a barrel, thrown over the side. Like it's freaking Niagara Falls over here. Uh, eventually making his way back to Old Lady Hackmore. Mm-hmm. That barrel, which is very yeah. funny. It is, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's very funny also that he he like lands there. And she like just has a giant can opener. <laughs> yeah, the jaws of life looks like. Yeah. And uh, she's working on freeing him, but realizes that Trantor is going to go for the school party since he still needs a fifth child, and just abandons <laughs> abandons the can opening job, which is very funny as well. Right? Like you just realized this. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny is dropped off there by his dad. And great gag when Ernest runs into the door and there's a big Dracula on the front with his hand up. Great gag. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about too, with like this little stuff like that in this movie where it's uh, like, it's, it's got its scares, but it has a little shit like that. That just makes you laugh real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And old lady Hackmore realizes that unconditional love in, is is the heart of a child referred to in the book after seeing an ag- a child aggressively apologize oh to her mom yeah the mom sucks another like one like this the child is being the one to apologize to like to you first like right. what is happening here it was this whole sequence is very strange the it's kid's insane. like i hate you and the mom is like well i don't think you're so great either right like who <laughs> what fucking says that to their kid it's very <laughs> fucked up and yeah. then the kid is like mommy I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> it, it's so weird. It's so. I, I love you. I love you. I love you. The Very mom bizarre. Is like, oh yeah, actually, I love you too. Old lady Hackmore witnesses that it's, it's weird. It's like it's just every. It's it's very strange. All I out. <laughs> I love you. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> But things oh, are man. disrupted by the troll attacking the party yes. and taking the bully as the fifth doll. Ernest attacks, but it does nothing until he gets ice cream all over himself and the troll leaves in fear, but not before turning Rimshot into a doll as well. Mm, True evil. Sad. Now it's, it's personal. Right. Now I'm like, just fucking Trantor motherfucker. Get out of here. Get out of here. The kids. Mean- fine. Take right. the kids. Take forget about the kids. <laughs> you touch you touch rimshot and we're <laughs> we're coming for you, Trantor. Now Kenny realizes finally that mother's care is milk. So they have all the pieces together now. Yes. And he tells his dad about it while Ernest is driving off after Trantor. Old lady Hackmore rides off as well on a bike, and Kenny gets a bunch of kids together to get milk as a weapon. This right here. This is like kids fantasy. This is another point where I'm like the kids were in the writer's room on this yeah. one where it's like, this is a kid's fantasy. Go like getting the, getting the gang together like this <laughs> to like take down the monster. Oh yeah. Like, with, Oh yeah. Like, with water guns, super and shit. soakers. Like, yeah. I had literally had the super soaker that Kenny has. It's so good. This Incredible. is scratch that, that it was like, I was on some sort of wonderful nostalgic drug yeah. watching this. And this is, this scene too, the the upcoming one where they gather the kids and then they go and get the the milk. Yeah, like that is burned into sure. my memory. They get like yogurt bombs and yeah. milk grenades. Mm-hmm. I'm about to gather up the neighborhood, go Let's on a it. troll hunt, <laughs> see what it's like. Water guns full of milk. Yeah. We know it works. Yeah, we know it works. <laughs> Trantor 
goes to the tree and he unleashes the army of trolls from the pods, despite Ernest's efforts to stop them by just like catching them. I guess. Unbelievable. This is something we should touch on real quick because he tries to catch, you know, the thing is to not let them hit the ground because that's when they start to grow. Right. And he tries to catch them and then proceeds to catch none of them. They all hit the ground. They all hit the ground. He literally catches a bunch mm-hmm. and then starts putting them on the ground so right. he has room to catch more. <laughs> like moments like this too. It's like I watched this movie a couple times mm-hmm. and I'm like this well this guy this guy really is kind of a dipshit. You know, it's the the title does not lie. You know, I'm really starting to think that Ernest might be dumb. Yeah. I'm like oh man, it's not just they're not it's not, they're not just, you know, saying that to to yeah. sell tickets. Right, this guy fucking this, this earnest guy, kind of a dumbass. He's he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, is he? And that's another reason I have a problem with the title too. It's because it's scared stupid. I mean, he was already stupid, but he is scared in this moment, is he not? That's true. But like he was, it, I think a better, more accurate title would be Ernest, already stupid and scared. Sure, Ernest start stupid, start get stupid, scared, get scared. The scaredness makes him even more stupid, even more stupid. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Put that on the poster, <laughs> print it. We're perfect. We got it. The townspeople show up only for the trolls to immediately overwhelm and beat them up. Mm-hmm. This is a very funny costume as they all like run around in their costumes. Yeah. <laughs> the one troll bends the shotgun barrel back. <laughs> Classic. Great. Yeah. Ernest kills a guy, though. <laughs> He hits the guy in the bee costume on the head with a bowling ball. Oh, yeah. And the guy goes like, and it's like, oh, oh he's that guy's dead. dead. Yeah. He's 100% dead. Right. For the listener, I just did a perfect recreation of the scene. It was crazy. <laughs> I I was a little scared that he was dead. Right. Right. It was a, a good thing I jumped right back in. You but. did professional kenny and the kids show up and they melt the trolls with the super soakers full of milk the yogurt bombs the milk grenades and they save both kenny's dad and Ernest. and so there's just the one casualty <laughs> just the one bowling ball casualty right i want to say acceptable real cool. losses it was deemed yes it was yeah no one really remembered <laughs> they it. didn't charge Ernest because they said well it was in the fight yeah it just happens it was time in the troll war. fight he knew what he was getting into time of war yeah right I want to say real quick, though, that the trolls being birthed, the baby trolls, first mm-hmm. of all, they're birthed with weapons, which right. kind of explains why that other troll had a knife earlier. Sure. Um, second, the I think it's responsible for my hatred and disgust of Brussels sprouts. Wow. From a young, like just kind of stuck in my mind because they do like them, them being birthed and everything growing up there look like disgusting ass Brussels sprouts. Sure. He even says. Yeah. Kids won't have to eat their Brussels sprouts anymore. They'll be too worried about the Brussels sprouts eating them. That's right. Wow. That might have made me hate them. Wow. I like You're them now. Worried. They're fine. But as a kid, I thought they were disgusting. And um, evil. Yes. I recently tried them again and I liked them. They were not my favorite, but I would eat them again. They always have them at like the hipster places now, like the upscale restaurants. It's always yeah. a side option. Brussels sure. sprouts. Sure. They always have like bacon on them. They're pretty sure. good. Not bad. Sure. Roast that bad boy up. It's all about the preparation. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very, I think I think that the issue is that it's probably something that's very easy to fuck up. Yeah, that's true. They're mushy. Throat. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, the blue or, hip cooking corner. We stepped into right. the kitchen. We stepped <laughs> in the kitchen real quick. Have to. I mean, especially with this movie, there's so much right. food waste and food sure. mentioned. You know. Yeah, we had to stop and get some more popcorn too. That's right. <laughs> Trantor entreats the forces of hell to make him more powerful, and they comply. They say, "Okay, Trantor," and now he's invincible. Truly wild. He grows a bunch more horns too. Yeah. This is truly disgusting, like the worst version of him. Yeah. And I love the uh, the little cartoon. Trantor ghosts. Prime. <laughs> Assemble. <Horny> Trantor. <laughs> oh, he's disgusting. The tentacles and everything. Oh. But I love I love the uh, the cartoon ghosts that surround him as he's like gaining his powers. <laughs> it's very cool. It's very 90s. I love the spirits it. spirits of hell, baby. Yeah. And uh, the army is destroyed. And the town is psyched, but Trantor reemerges and summons a wall of flames mm-hmm. wall. from hell. Also, I presume. Yeah, it's a lot of fire down there. <laughs> yeah. Kenny tries to get him with the milk. I did initially write this as tries to milk him and then <laughs> thought maybe there's a better way to phrase that. <laughs> Turns <laughs> but, out there isn't. Right. Too bad. Too bad. That's the only way is anyway. Kenny tries to milk Trantor and uh, it does nothing except get Kenny turned into a doll, too. Mm. Tragic. Rookie. 
rookie. Yeah. Uh, everyone is so sad. They're so sad. Oh my God. Fuck. Can we just mention real quick how terrible the actors, these parents are like the, the parents of Kenny. <laughs> it's so bad here. Oh, we're so sad. Whereas our, our, our child is dead. Oh, we think, I guess like, yes. you know, ugh, it, was, it was just bad. It's the only bad part of this movie. <laughs> Ernest makes a last stand with the town in his corner. I did also think it was funny to hear how bloodthirsty the crowd is. They're not right. just like, oh, get him. They're like, kill him. Kill him. Yeah. <laughs> they want to see blood. But this is where Ernest realizes that he needs to love Trantor, not milk him. <laughs> the heart of a child. Oh, this my is God. what it was all about. So Trantor, weird. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> It's so weird. It's so weird. I love it. I was like, what the fuck? When I, remember, I for, totally forgot this was the ending. And yeah, I'm like, he, what the uh, he beckons Trantor in for a hug and they dance together. Yes. And uh, Ernest loves him so much that he leans in and smooches him in the snot caked snoot. Ugh. And uh, Trantor seizes up and explodes. Seize up. That's all he needed was true love, unconditional true. love, unconditional love. And uh, everyone is so happy now. We're so happy. The town is saved. The kids are back. Yes. And and everyone is psyched. But Ernest is a hero. The dolls are restored, including the 19th century ones. Fucked up. It's fucked up. Like, especially like they're hack, like Mrs. Hackmore's like siblings. And like, she's like 90 or however old. And they're still 90 kids. feels generous. I, I'm being generous. Yeah. And uh, just, just. They're displaced in time. They have no understanding of <laughs> it's technology. It's so fucked up. <laughs> it's crazy. Like they could have not done that too. Like they could. Right. Like they, that could have easily not been part of the story. Right. They could have was... been like those kids. Unfortunately, <laughs> right. Were lost to the trolls. No one was asking about it. Like, it... <laughs> right. And it's so funny too because the mom of old lady Hackmore is so specifically like. Don't worry, we'll get right. them back. <laughs> Who is enforcing this plot point? In? Right. Why is this part of it? <laughs> the suckers, it's the people that really bought into the earnest lore. Right, would, right. Like, you know, the nerds showing up at Comic-Con. <laughs> like, oh, um, actually, where was old lady Hackmore's kids or right, whatever? Right. You know? this, this was actually another one of the deleted scenes that they put back in. It was then the Comic-Con. Yeah, where right, they heard right. accosting. This was <laughs> the original Snyder cut. <laughs> So there you go. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone is psyched except for Ernest, who's very sad. He goes, nothing for George. No, nothing for George. Nothing for Ernest. Wow. Right? I just see myself as Ernest. He's such a relatable character that I put myself in issues. And um, luckily, there is something for Ernest because who should emerge? But Rimshot. He's back, baby. He's back, baby. Back and better than ever. Reunited. What a cute pup. Can still drive a car. He can still drive a car. He has a more complete understanding of his mortality. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope so. And now he'll uh, live his life to the fullest. He will. Every day. Right. It's last. Right. Every, this is this is overtime now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just every day is a gift. <laughs> yeah. shot. Every day is a gift. <laughs> Maybe he hangs out with the 19th century kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we've been, we've been through it. We understand. We get it. Yeah. You'd think there would be a, a, was this town? Briarsville, Missouri. Yeah. 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 Weird fucked up shit going on there. But that's the end. And and now Reeks, we've reached the point of the episode where we sum up why this is not just a good horror movie, but is in fact the best horror movie ever made. And I'm going to let you start. Great. Thank you. Yes. No, this was. I know you were really fighting me to go first. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get in there. I I mean, it was first of all, just a thrill and very exciting to watch this again, to have an excuse to watch this again. This was in so much of this movie is burned into my memory from childhood. I didn't remember much of it, but almost as soon as that theme song started again, it was like I said, on some sort of wonderful nostalgic drug where it yeah, came all right back in snapped right back in. I remembered so much of it. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, this is great. This rules. And I tried to put myself in the mindset of me as a child watching mm-hmm. this for the first time. Like, would I be scared of this? And there are parts of it that are like, this is scary as a kid, you know, like the trolls, disgusting, 
There's some good jump scares, like we said. It's funny too. The Ernest characters, you know, I think it's almost out of place here in a little while, in a little bit, like the Ernest characters, because it doesn't really add anything. But it's very funny, and that's what makes the movie very funny. Yeah, but it's just great. It's great. It's a, you know, it's it's one of the few six like good horror comedies that are out there, especially for something like kids and adults can appreciate it too. We just watched it and appreciate it. Sure, it's great. It it, it rakes in so much of a, a large audience. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and the hits all four quadrants, baby, all four quadrants and the the milk scene where they're going through this grocery store. Like, oh, that's a another another dream riding your bike through the grocery mm. store and then just grabbing like as much shit as you can <laughs> into the cart. Yeah. Awesome. Supermarket sweep. Super cool. I was yeah. always a dream as a kid. I loved it. I loved it. It was, it, was it, it scratched every nostalgic itch I had wanting to watch this movie. And yeah, the best, the best. I totally agree. To me, this is the best horror movie ever made because it is perfect family fair. Mm-hmm. I think that there is so much for everyone to enjoy. I think that, first of all, we don't have that much like good slapstick. No. And uh, I think that Jim Varney is very funny and that this is um, this is basically just like a showcase for Jim Varney and a gross troll costume. Right. And like, that's really all I need is is one guy doing some goofs and yeah. a gross costume to look at. And, uh, and, and it's, it's great. This totally delivers on that front while still being a fun movie for, like you said, kids and adults to enjoy together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's just a hoot. It's a, it's a, it's a wonder Jim Varney, like as earnest, cause around this time, you know, with, you know, like Jim Carrey's like slapstick kind of humor, like that was very popular in the early and mid nineties. Sure. Just so it's it's weird that this kind of faded like this character kind of just faded away into obscurity. Well, he um yeah it is it is interesting that it didn't have quite as much staying power right especially a movie like this and it's yeah. weird like you look at the round tomato score it's like seventeen percent like why do people hate this right I, I get it being like you know you know getting all horror movies or whatever or it's scary movies are judged harshly I feel like or with the a fine tooth i don't know but like uh this one it's like why is it 17 percent? i mean it's a fun kids movie like what are you right. looking for right yeah i so it's like i i understand that it's an aggregate of reception so it's not like it's not like a 17 out of 100 but i agree that more than 17 percent of people should find this movie to be agreeable with them. right <laughs> like, <laughs> like that number feels very low yeah. even just people who are like I didn't mind this as like background noise. Right. Feels like it should be able to clear that bar pretty easily. <laughs> but strangely it is not. And so um you yourself could be part of the Jim Varney Sans. Mm-hmm. That was not the worst portmanteau. Varney Ver- Varney Varney Sans? Yeah. The uh, of I was Jim gonna Varney? go with Ernest Sans, and I was like, that is terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> Varney Sans is good. Yeah. So we're gonna stick with Varney Sans. And um, and who knows, maybe uh, we'll get some more slapstick if we can if we can make this movement happen. I think there's room for it. There's yeah. a void there for movies like this. Sure. That appeal to all audiences. Everything is very segmented now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we need a new Jim Varney. Sure. Well, who is the new rubber face? Rubber who's, face. Whose buffoonery can we sanction? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to could think be of you something. listener could be, could you. be you. It could be you pressed you referring to me. <laughs> the answer is you. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Smokey. That's our second forest fire reference. It's <laughs> burning the brain it's on the it's mind. It's on the mind. Yeah. Happy first uh, day of Plutember. Great. Everybody. We, we did it. Amazing. Yes. Riggs. Got anything to plug? No. Well, first, George, thank you again for for this opportunity. It was a thrill to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, truly a pleasure. Uh, Plut Plu uh, Plutember. Oh God, it's such a bad name. No, it's great. I just, I just said it again. I want to say in oh, my head. No. I want to. I don't know why I want to say Plutomber <laughs> isn't the end of a month. So it's, this is a me problem. <laughs> And you know my history with saying words. It's not yeah, great. perfect every time. Yeah, every time. I never fuck it up. <laughs> um, no, Plutember is going to be a smash hit. I'm, this is a, it's, I, I'm thrilled to be here. It was great to watch this movie again. But yeah, to plug, I'm going to, you know, lead, I, I got to lead it off. 
with We Heard About Pluto. Hey, I know that podcast. You know that podcast. You're a, an additional host of that podcast. And yeah. I don't like the, I'm an additional host too. I don't like the <laughs> like the hierarchy games, you know, that we like to play here. Um, All right, but we'll leave great, it on that show. We'll leave it on that show. <laughs> yeah, we got to leave it there. Uh, but it's a great podcast about Psych. Uh, great TV show. We all love it. You should listen to it. If you're a fan of Psych, definitely check that out. Uh, we heard about Pluto on all the podcast platforms and on Twitter. And then I do a little Twitch stream on uh, Wednesday nights at 6 Central, Happy Hour with Regs. I like to play like you know classic games and 64 games and just have a few drinks on Twitch. So come by and check that out. There you go. Very yeah. cool stuff. Here you have not caught Carmen San Diego yet. What's that about? Well, it's about, well, here's the thing, because I chose to to play Carmen San Diego, it's classic nostalgic again. Um, haven't ever caught her. I'm really bad with geography, which is kind of key to that oh, game. Oh no, you know what I mean? That is pretty important for it's that key. game. So she's my white whale. I will catch her one day. That's the happy hour with <laughs> well, Reeks promise. There you go. Tune in. Maybe, maybe you'll see it when it happens. Maybe you will. It'll be history. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. As far as my plugs, uh, little horror PHL on Twitter. Uh, that's pretty much everywhere. But also check out we heard about pluto it's a podcast that i very much love recording every week with my pals Riggs and jp JP. and um psych is so fun it's such a fun show Mm -hmm. people should check it out and then we'll check out our podcast that where we talk about it because we just like the movie the movie the show we like the show and uh, i'm in movie mode for this one (laughs) (laughs) but it's great and it's the same kind of look if you like this banter mm-hmm. this is just a taste baby Wait, how can you not <laughs> love this banter right so uh so check out we heard about pluto like we said it's uh on all podcast platforms and uh check out the patreon as well for best little horror house in philly if you're enjoying it because there's gonna be all kinds of uh really fun stuff so uh that's that a little appearance by the cat right a at the end stevie? here <laughs> that's okay. stevie hey stevie all right bye everyone Bye. Happy Plutember. Plutember.